Melanie Vaness is the Chief Executive of the Peter Maritzburg and Midlands Chamber of Business. You don't seem to be able to stay out of the news headlines. In July, it was the riots. Now it's Eskom. You've gone together with the Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber, and you have taken the National Energy Regulator to court. And just by way of background, have you done anything like this before? No, not as far as the energy regulator is concerned, but we've been in a year-long negotiation with them trying to resolve the issues around municipal tariffs, and uh, we, we kind of got to the stage where we were left with no alternative. So uh, electricity, as you know, is a big input cost. The way that municipalities actually price electricity historically has been a problem because the legislation requires that uh, that it's based on a cost of supply basis, but for, for many years now, NERSA has been basing it on benchmarking. How it works is that ESKIM applies through the various processes to get an increase. Once ESKIM's increase is approved by the regulator, then they recommend a tariff for municipalities to put in place. So it's a blanket tariff. Say ESKIM get 9% municipalities off a higher base, so they might get 8.5%, um, which is their recommended tariff. If if they want anything higher than the nurse recommended tariff for municipalities, then they have to apply for an increased tariff and they have to justify why it is that they need one. Nurse will give due consideration to that. And in most cases, if there is no objection through a public participation process, they will award the municipality the said increase. But what has happened over the years is that different municipalities have therefore got different tariffs. So for the same product so all over the country you're paying different prices and that differential is quite significant I mean if you if you look at the charges between say Cape Town's investment incentive of 135 rand per kV um, per kilowatt hour and the city of Johannesburg's at 2 rand 12 I mean the disparity is pretty significant across the country so every year when you do this percentage it's reinforcing a bad system and passing on all of the inefficiencies that sit in that system onto the um, onto the consumer. So also looking at the disparity between what a municipality charges and what ESKIM charges um, for what is essentially a similar service. I can only tell you from my own municipality side, if you look at, for instance, the demand charge that ESKIM charges them in Doozy, that is 12 rand 50 um, per kVA on a monthly basis, their charge to industry in our city is 102.30. So you can see that's per KVA. So, that, I mean, that's a monthly charge. So that's a massive differential already. If Eskom was supplying our customers at the rate that they charge their customers, it would be 35.87. So between 35.87 and 102.30, and we're not we're not the worst municipality, but you can see where the problems arise. And in and, and some places in our city, we've got direct Eskom supply. We've got a shoe factory getting direct Eskom supply and a shoe factory on Mzunduzi supply. So they can't compete even within the same space in the city. So it's been an issue for us. We've, uh, when the municipality have applied for a tariff higher than the, the nurse recommended tariff, we as a chamber, since I've been involved, have um, asked for a public hearing and have defended that tariff and got it down to the nurse recommended tariff, but it's still completely out of kilter. But it sounds to me like there's probably something going on behind the scenes when you, you take that difference of 35 rand to over 100 rand. The municipality is taking a significant cut there. Is this not a situation where the major income stream for municipalities is electricity 
and that they are then using that to perhaps subsidize inefficiencies elsewhere. Absolutely. I mean, the irony is that that our infrastructure needs probably about 10 billion rand before it, it will operate efficiently. So we're paying this massive premium um, for uh, worse service and um, it, totally inconsistent supply and the quality is, is not great. And it also allows, this system allows them to keep a lot of inefficiency and waste and corruption in the system. So I'll give you an example. We, we have an area, Mkundeni, um, which is an industrial area. And I'll get a call on a Friday night to say, you know, from SAPS to say, please, can I contact someone in, in the municipality to switch the power off because someone's been electrocuted and they need to remove the body off the power lines because of the, the amount of theft that takes place there. There's a big informal settlement that sprung up, 5,000 people, um, and um, and they have constant power outages. And, and, and usually it's because of the fact that, uh, that the community have tapped into the electricity infrastructure there. You, you don't actually notice at first because because they're actually um, they're quite skilled the the electricity um, thieves because they they go into the stormwater drains and then they break through the actual concrete of the stormwater drain and they stand in water and connect live into the um, to the infrastructure. So I've taken I mean I've taken several of our politicians there to say please our businesses are, are going for two weeks without power um, because the community keep tapping in here we, we've uncovered it at one stage um, to protect it because it's got to be an under underground line it's too heavy to be an over because we thought if we have it if we have it um, above us we could have our security watch it and then it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be a problem um, but we couldn't do that so it was uncovered for a period of time um, and th- there's an, a political I'm going to say there's no political will whatsoever to address electricity theft um, and it's it's problematic from a sustainability point of municipalities um, from the point of view is that our, that our indigent registers are never up to date. So we never get our equitable share from national government because people don't want to be limited in terms of the amount of free electricity and water that they get. Um, if they can access it uh, through theft, then they can have as much as they like. So it's not a popular political decision just to, to clamp down on the theft. Um, we actually, we've tried every which way around in our municipality to sort it out. We we even had some of our businesses pay um, one of the private security companies 127,000 rand a month for a period of six months to stop the thieving in our in the one particular area. And we proved that it would be worth it. We've done that proposal to Ms. Nduzi. We've said, we've, not, we've actually taken the risk. We've paid the money. We've shown you that we can protect the cables. Um, you are spending 90 million rand a year on just repairing damaged infrastructure. If you took 10% of that and appointed an intelligence-based unit to protect our infrastructure, you'd be saving 80 million. Are we bankrupt? We're, we're under administration. So there's no there's no take-up of it. So it tells you that there's no will to address those inefficiencies and issues in the system, which means that that just gets passed on to us to pay. And the only way that we can see a way around the situation um, is to be able to say to NUSA, the legislation requires that municipalities must base their tariffs on the cost of supply, on the efficiently incurred, prudent cost of supply. In which case, there has to be some oversight on what the money is being spent on. A, that you can't spend it on, on other areas in the municipality. It must be spent on electricity so that we don't have bad infrastructure. Secondly, you must be able to justify that as prudently, efficiently incurred costs. So, I mean, that's really the reason why we've landed up going to court is to say the only way we can address this is to is to look at the methodology that's applied before you award municipalities electricity. 
uh, tariffs. So it's almost to force the municipalities into some kind of a disciplined straitjacket where they, they cannot, they themselves are going to have to operate more efficiently. Is Peter Maritzburg not, not one of those municipalities where the ratepayers or the, in the local elections where voters have said, we need to change this government? Um, they did take a clobbering. I mean, I think they, they, they got a bit of a fright. Um, it isn't. Uh, it, it wasn't hung. They were just below fifty percent. So there is a majority for for the ruling party in Zanduzi. But um, if you compare it to to the representation they had prior to this last election, uh, there's a there's a really big difference. So I mean, I think ratepayers have said uh, totally unacceptable, and 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 you would think that they would have said that long ago, considering that this is the second time in ten years that we we were under administration. Services are poor, absolutely poor. And um, I don't know how we trade ourselves out of this spot. Um, it's tricky. So in a nutshell, what are you hoping to achieve with your court action against the National Energy Regulator? Well, we're hoping that the, the methodology that the energy regulator um, applies in the future will require a cost of supply study. Um, from each municipality and that tariffs will be based on efficient cost of supply um, in order for them to qualify for, for any further increases in tariff. Um, because if, if, if we don't do something now, we're just exacerbating a bad problem every year by adding more and more tariffs on. And the more Eskom increase their tariffs by huge margins, I mean, we could be facing up to 40% in this latest um, application by Eskom. Um, and looking at the court action that they've won, et cetera, if you, if you add up those tariffs, that's pretty significant. So if we don't do something to halt this out-of-control runaway trade, uh, business is not sustainable. So is it possible? We get a new methodology. Um, electricity tariffs are uh, then more standardized throughout the, the country. So you don't get one municipality so far different from um, another municipality, and that the tariffs are nearer to what Eskom is actually charging the market as opposed to what we're actually paying now. So is it possible to get to a situation that Eskom charges, say, 8% more, and the municipality then also charges 8% more? Or is that uh, perhaps a dream that is unrealizable? Well, you know, I mean, I think the, the model for local municipalities is something that needs to be looked at from a sustainability point of view, because, because you can't, electricity used to be a, a cheap resource, so it didn't matter if there was a bit of a margin made on it and it sustained the balance of municipalities. But now that electricity costs what it costs, it's impossible that you add on bits all the way through a bad system covering inefficiencies, not only in Eskom. I mean, Eskom also have a lot of, uh, in terms of their tariff and their application, a lot is built into that that is imposed on them, whether it's an uh, you know, environmental levy or whatever it is. It's, it's added to that cost for Eskom's application. So there's a lot of inefficiency in there, a lot of corruption in their tariff, which then, as it gets awarded every year, adds to, to, the, to the bad tariff methodology that's already employed for municipalities. So at some point, we have to, we have to clean out that system. There was a, a proposal some years ago to look at uh, at reds, and I think that's something that we have to look at the whole electricity supply industry and say, how should we be looking at the supply of, uh, of electricity in South Africa in order to make it possible for businesses here to compete, especially those that rely on uh, that that electricity is a high input cost for. We have a lot of metals here, so so it's a high input cost.
So what you're doing is is an attempt to start getting to a more normalized situation. But we've also heard recently that the city of Cape Town, uh, the young mayor uh, who's taken on there, Jordan uh, Hill-Lewis, is saying he refuses to pay the Eskom tariff. So it's almost like an inverse situation, isn't it? Where uh, we're there, he's he's fighting back and saying it's too high. Is that something that you might dream of happening with other municipalities around the country? Well, I mean, it's interesting that he's taken that position. And uh, in fact, we we both presented at the Nursa public hearing yesterday. Uh, he, he was a speaker before um, ASAC, the Association of South African Chambers that uh, David Mertens and I represented. Um, and it was interesting to hear their particular point of view. We also, I think, put in a strong um, objection to to Eskom's application um, and attack some of the, the technical issues and areas where we feel that Eskom need to, needs to be looking at, at nurse needs to be looking at Eskom's application to to say, you know, uh, how is it that we we spending more? Uh, we we need more and more resources at Eskom to produce less and less electricity. There's something wrong with with the way the, um, the the RAB has um, been calculated. There's there's a, a lot of uh, inefficiency built into that system, and and the law says that Eskom is only allowed to uh, claim their efficient costs. So and that's another whole interesting story because you know if if um, Madupi and Cassilia had come on board when they were supposed to in 2015 2018, then all the consequential costs um, of their not coming on on board would never have been borne by us. So it's all the load shedding since 2015. It's all the OCGT costs. It's all these additional costs that we're now talking about uh, car power ships and um, the cost of the IPPs had always speeded up. And that's a ridiculous, uh, ridiculously expensive form of energy. Not that we're against um, uh, bringing in that type of energy, but it needs to be competitive. And in these first uh, one, two, two, 3.5 um, phases, it, it's, it's ridiculously, outrageously expensive. Uh, and that's got to be added into Eskom's tariff. So, um, you know, can you say that was prudently incurred expenditure? Um, so not only are we paying for the fact that there's this 100 billion and counting um, excessive charge in the installation of that uh, of those power stations and the financing costs, um, we're also paying the consequential costs. And, and that all sits in a tariff. So so can you say that, that those consequential costs should be considered uh prudent expenditure uh, we think not you know so i think there's got to be a hard look taken at um at eskom's application um and i think there's a lot of room for nursa um to to look at reducing that uh, tariff application